It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Bengals are getting ready to pay a crooked number to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and maybe even T. Higgins. So who does that leave as the odd men out? Also, the Kansas City Chiefs have a problem with a key defensive lineman and the way NFL teams pay rookies. What's the change? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. We have some good players that need to be fed and uh, that's a challenge uh, it's mathematical you get uh, a bag of corn and you have 10 hogs well uh, how are you going to put that out to them the bag's going to be gone empty and some of them aren't going to get it well that's too bad and uh, that's pretty much how this system works That was Bengals president Mike Brown explaining as only he can that the Bengals have some star players that are going to need to get paid. And as a result, there's going to be some difficult decisions that need to be made perhaps further down this Cincinnati roster. Joining me now from Locked on Bengals, Jake Lisko. And Jake, as we sit here, it's hard to project what this team is going to look like in a year, two years, three years. That's just the nature of professional sports. But if you were looking down the pipe and going, okay, This is Mike Brown saying not everyone's going to get the money. Who are the players that Cincinnati might not be able to keep because they have to pay Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins? What they've talked about consistently as priorities are exactly those three players. And whether or not they can get a deal done with T. Higgins remains to be seen. I think it's something that they would like to do this offseason, and we'll see if that happens or not. The next guy would be Logan Wilson, who has an expiring rookie contract, who's another guy. I think they would like to keep around. But if they can't get one or both of those deals done, then do they turn to some of those veterans on the defensive side of the ball? And I think that this is perhaps what Mike Brown is talking about, where Tadobe Awuzie coming off the ACL, but and technically on on the pup list right now, should be good to go relatively soon. He's on the last year of his deal. The very valuable to this defense, no tackle DJ readers on the last year of his deal. Those guys, I think, could be who he is referring to in some way, shape, or form. Joe Mixon redid his deal. He still has what effectively is a team option next year if the Bengals choose to move on from Joe Mixon. There, there's a question there, depending on other cap considerations. So there are a number of questions. What people would jump to would be those rookie contracts that are expiring, though, the T. Higgins example being the most prominent of those. And I do think that there's a question there, but I don't think that there's anything new here, right? This is the same thing that Mike Brown has said when asked about this in the past. And we know how Duke Tobin feels about T. Higgins. We all heard him emphatically make that statement at the Combine. So I do think both of those players are priorities for the Bengals along with Jamar Chase in the future. But as you said, Peter, 
the salary cap is finite, especially the way the Bengals do things. So something will have to get. And if you project it forward, if you think Joe Burrow is going to get a top of market quarterback contract, and we do, mm-hmm. and you think Jamar Chase is going to get a top of market receiver contract, T. Higgins, the most expensive wide receiver two in the league right now, is getting $20 million. If you give him $20 million, let's say Jamar Chase gets 30 and Joe Burrow gets 50, that's half your cap right there. So that raises a question about how do you build a team then when you have three guys eating half your cap, understanding that it's not always going to be those full numbers every year and there's things that we can do to massage that. How, how do you work around that? The Bengals love to put money in terms of cap hits early in deals so that they have more cap flexibility later in deals. They don't generally do huge signing bonuses, although Orlando Brown recently is an exception to that rule. They don't ever restructure contracts. And I know people said they restructured Joe Mixon's contract. They did not convert any of that money to prorated signing bonus money in terms of the, the salary cap. So these are things that they generally avoid. I would also say T. Higgins and Joe Burrow, you, you said 50 and 20 for those two guys in the opposite order. I, I think that they're going to get more than that each, like 53 to 55 for Burrow, maybe 22 to 25 for Higgins. If, if we're talking about current money just because of inflation. But along with inflation, TV revenue, we know right now for the NFL is insane. So part of this is the salary cap. is not going to be 50% of the cap. It's going to be 33% of the cap, which is still a lot of the cap for, for three players. And you have to hit on draft picks in order to compensate for that. But you've seen the Bengals heavily invest on the defensive side of the ball in the last couple of years on the defensive in the draft with cornerbacks, with Miles Murphy, with Joseph Osai, with Zach Carter last year, defensive tackle, who they're expecting to, to step up this year. So they're preparing for the future. Dax Hill last year's first round pick to replace Jesse Bates this year because they had a feeling they weren't going to be able to get that deal done. They've drafted for the future on defense to a large extent so they could pay these guys on offense. And those guys will have to step up and they'll have to make tough decisions about some of those defensive veterans that have been so key in their recent playoff runs. Yeah, $224.8 million salary cap this season. If it keeps going up, those numbers get less and less expensive as those those uh, contracts go on precisely because of what you're, the, the point that you're making. If the cap goes up, the percentage that those guys eat up also goes down, which makes it easier to do other things on the margins. Jake, appreciate the time. Thanks, Peter. Stay up to date all year on the Cincinnati Bengals by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Bengals on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Chiefs have a puzzle they must solve with a key defensive player. Before we get to that, another NFL player is facing suspension for gambling. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball at FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet $20 and you'll land $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 smackaroos. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the point total to who's going to hit the first home run. The Rays, heavily favored to beat the Marlins tonight. FanDuel has Tampa minus 210 on the money line to beat Miami. Of course, you can also combine multiple prop bets in a single game for a bigger payout with FanDuel's same-game parlays. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Another NFL player gambled and lost. Broncos defensive end Yoma Uwozurike has been indefinitely suspended for gambling on NFL games. The Broncos' fourth-round pick in 2022 allegedly bet on NFL games throughout his rookie season. He cannot apply for reinstatement until 2024. He played 165 snaps last season and was looking for a larger role during training camp. Owazurike is now the 10th player to receive a suspension for violating the NFL's gambling policy. The Las Vegas Raiders are adding Marcus Peters to their defensive backfield. Reports have the contract as a one-year deal. Peters missed all the 2021 year with a torn ACL. And speaking of one, he only had one interception last season. But his 32 career picks are 26 more than the other Vegas corners combined. The Raiders have been dead last in interceptions the last two seasons. On the diamond, the Astros and Rangers got together for a Texas-sized baseball game. I don't know if you know this, but Aroldis Chapman loves pitching in a main park. Chas McCormick earlier in the game almost hit a grand slam in the first inning. But he was waiting for Aroldis Chapman to come up to pitch. And what does he do? He absolutely crushes him, doing his best Jose Altuve impression. Hits a three-run bomb. Six RBIs in this game for Chas McCormick. Chaz Chomp keeps chomping away. And Yanyu Diaz, the sensational rookie catcher that was playing DH, was 0 for 3 until his last at bat in the ninth inning. He walks it off with a slap single to right field, and Kyle Tucker puts on the speed and scores from second. The Astros win 10 to 9. A phenomenal win where the Astros had the lead, they lost it, and they got it back, just like the last time they met. The Astros are one game closer to the AOS division title. Stay tuned to Locked On Astros with your team every day. Go Astros. The Phillies lost a heartbreaker to the Orioles. This Orioles team, I mean, they just continue to find a way to win. No Adley Rutschman getting the day off. Felix Bautista, your all-star closer, not available. Yenye Cano, your all-star setup man, not available. Bullpen already kind of in shambles, having to hold a one-run lead. And what do they do? They still win the game. Colton Kowser was hitting 100. Gets his first big hit as an Oriole, the RBI double to give him the lead in the top of the ninth. And then who would have thought CNL Perez? Listen, it wasn't pretty, but he locked down the save in the ninth, just his second career save. Dean Kramer was awesome with seven strong innings. Shout out to Jordan Westberg, who got his first career homer early in this game. Ryan Mountcastle with a long ball. It's just different ways to win games. And the O's now 19-9 in one-run games. That's the best mark in baseball. They're doing it different ways every night, but they're winning ball games. They're still in first, and it's fun to watch this Orioles magic. I'll recap it all coming up on Tuesday's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. And the Reds and Brewers began their final series against each other this year. 
Hi everybody, Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, heading down to the Brewer locker room and the Brewers 3-2 winners over the Cincinnati Reds and the Brewers get a Christian Yelich RBI base at the bottom of the ninth inning to win it. But the story here, the starting pitching and the bullpen bounces back. Colin Ray gives them a solid start and then the guys in the bullpen lined up and got the job done through zeros up on the board until Yelich came through with the base hit and the Brewers have won 9 of 11 against the Reds this year, had to come back in this one, got down 2-1, and then Freilich hit a solo home run in the sixth inning to tie things up. The Brewers win it then on the Yellich base hit, but how about that? The Brewers just absolutely own the Cincinnati Reds. We're going to talk about this coming up on Lockton Brewers, uh, get into some other things as well, but man, you, know, you knew the bullpen was going to bounce back, and they did a terrific job. And the Reds are going to hate playing the Brewers uh, for two more games because the Brewers just own the Reds. We'll talk to you later on tonight, everybody, on Lockdown Brewers. Here is another story you need to know. The Kansas City Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. They have the baddest man on the planet at quarterback. And they're back at it with training camp opening for them as they get set to defend their title. But that doesn't mean with all that great stuff, that there isn't some palace intrigue, that there isn't some drama here. Star defensive tackle Chris Jones is not with the team and is getting fined the mandatory 50K a day to not be there. Remember, they changed those rules. He wants to get paid. Ryan Tracy from Locked on Chiefs joins me now. And Ryan, let's just start with this. Why is this deal not done? Really, it's because of the expectations. that There's such a wide gap because... Chris Jones has said at the beginning of the offseason he wanted to be the number two paid defensive tackle right behind Aaron Donald. Well, that gap is up here. Quentin Williams came in well here, and that that room, it's not as quick as just slotting it into what was expected to be maybe a two or three million per year kind of space. Now there's more room for posturing. There's more room for demands. That seems to be the direction that they're going right now. And so, as you mentioned, when you look at this, Aaron Donald, $31.5 million per year. Quinn and Williams just signed a monster deal, $96 million total value, but $24 million a year, though he actually got a little bit more guaranteed than Aaron Donald. And it seems like the devil is always in the details with these things, that guaranteed money is going to play a role here. But Chris Jones, also significantly older than Quinn and Williams, also has more sweat equity, more relationship with this team built in here. So what is your expectation of a timeline here? Are we are we going to be talking about week one and still wondering, hey, where is Chris Jones? I don't think so. I don't think he's ready to put the, the possibility to return to the Super Bowl on the line there. Chris is very, very adamant about remaining a chief. Like we know that that's in his criteria here. It is about, I think, the agents doing their job, getting the best for their client that they can. I do think it's going to take a little bit. I was optimistic that this would have happened the day before camp opened here. Uh, I was hoping Sunday night we'd hear the news and it would be over. But this gap, the way that the Williams deal came down, I think is really what's spurring this. And I agents see an opportunity there. So it's going to take a little bit. I think there's going to be a coming together on the minds. But I'm thinking 10 days or so is probably what we're looking at. So as you look at this Kansas City team, Chris Jones is going to be central to a defense that came on at the end of last year with a slew of rookies, some undrafted players that came in and really contributed to what was a terrific Super Bowl run. I don't know. Is there a bad Super Bowl run? Probably not, right? But uh, there, part of it was, an essential part of it was this defense. Chris Jones, the anchor of that unit. How much of this, though, is... The idea that Patrick Mahomes, who's getting a lot of money, can cover for a lot of deficiencies. If there's going to be some 
posturing on the Chiefs side. It's got to be, hey, we've got 15. So you just you just do whatever you've got to do. We think we can win games because we've got him. Well, you know, it's one thing when you have the Grim Reaper, like you can put him out front, but he's one of the four horsemen, right? Chris Jones is one of them as well. It's mm. Kelsey. And there's also an issue with Kadarius Tony, right? You need Chris Jones. He is one of your top four players. He is by far the best player on the defense. You must have him. You have gone out of your way to set this up so that you didn't get to this impasse by some of the other decisions that you've made this offseason. So I do think that it is both parties want to be together. I don't see a parting of the ways. It's going to be a little bit painful. It's, you know, that awkward Thanksgiving meal, but it will get done in the end and everyone will be happy. What what is the situation that you think would hold this team back? Just panning out for a second, that that would stop them from getting to the Super Bowl. You know, it, it's really self-flagellation, it, overthinking things. We we've seen Patrick have to maneuver his game around his receiving core. Looks like that may be on the table again with the Tony injury. Yeah. We'll see when he's back on the field. They have a lot of youth. Uh, they're very very deep in this camp at both tight end and at wide receiver. So there's a lot of exploration. So the key is to not overthink it. Don't put kind of criteria that players can't live up to yet. You have to have your, your crystal ball on and see the future in terms of how you think you can develop this group for this season. Stay up to date all year on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Chiefs on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the NFL needs to change how it pays rookies. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Running back discourse has dominated the NFL landscape over the last week or so. Three star running backs couldn't get long-term deals. Josh Jacobs is going to hold out. Saquon Barkley is going to hold out. The only way to fix this that I can see is to change the way rookies get paid. Not just running backs, but everyone. I explained how unlocked on Packers. The problem isn't that running backs aren't valuable, even though they aren't as valuable as other positions. It's that the other valuable positions are able to cash in Whereas the NFL has already wrung out all of the value on contracts that are already artificially suppressed. And that's the problem. We aren't going to do away with the draft or rookie scale deals. In fact, it was NFL players who were the loudest voices pushing back against guys walking into the league, having proved nothing and getting top of market money. The teams were happy to oblige. Because enough teams got screwed paying players who stunk a lot of money to stink. If teams can still sign rookies to their below market deals, which is what they are. If Bryce Young got to sign on any team in the NFL in April, he'd get more than four years, 38 million. Ironically, he'd probably get around the same as guys like Matthew Stafford got before everyone agreed to change those rookie contracts. If teams still get to keep doing those kinds of cheap rookie deals and the players can't find a way to remove the franchise tag, then I, I see two options. The first is running backs split off 
and form a special bargaining unit. Not unlike what's going on in Hollywood right now, by the way, where their actors, directors, and writers all have different guilds working to represent them. It would feel a little like star actors and character actors having different unions, but like, maybe they should. And before you say that's too crazy, a group of backs reportedly met over the weekend on Zoom to talk about the potential fixes. If they're already corresponding, then communicating and working together is the obvious next step. Now, it still feels unlikely or at least far away. And it's hard to imagine that if they did split, it wouldn't create a cascade of other positions doing the same before we ultimately arrive at a place where the entire players union is split into factions, the owners crush them behind their unified front, and they wind up with a far worse deal than the one they started with. I'm not rooting for that outcome, but let's face it, that is the most likely outcome of that scenario. The second would be to expand the incentives for performance and change the way rookie contracts work. The league already started doing this, by the way. They created player performance incentives based on your draft status. First round pick can earn fifth-year options at higher prices if they meet certain standards while players selected outside the first can earn bonuses for playing more than 55% of Steam's team snaps. Or making the Pro Bowl provides an even bigger jump. In fact, one that helped Jalen Hurts earn a couple extra million without hitting it big with that contract extension that he did, of course, hit it big with. But Hurts couldn't even start to negotiate a new contract until he finished his third season. For Hurts, that made some sense. He hadn't proven he was the franchise quarterback until as recently as like Halloween of last year. Even the early Eagles run left people dubious, myself included. But now he earned that money. But like, why shouldn't Justin Herbert get to go to the Chargers after a spectacular rookie season and pull a John Malkovich? Pay that man his money. Pat Mahomes really should have to wait an extra year to get a new deal after throwing 50 TDs? and being the league MVP in the greatest first season as a starting quarterback since Dan Marino? Doing it the new way, the way I'm proposing, would allow running backs who provide their value to teams on their fake cheap deals to get what they're worth, either through even bigger performance incentives and or through an earlier window to negotiate an extension. And finally, Saudi Arabian soccer team Al-Halal offered Kylian Mbappe $774 million to come play for them. Including all of the transfer fees and everything, we're talking about a cool billion in cost for Mbappe. But the French megastar has opted to sit out the games rather than move to Saudi Arabia. Milwaukee Bucks megastar Giannis Antetokounmpo took to Instagram to say that he looks like Mbappe and would be happy to join Al-Halal for that sum of money. It's like Justin Timberlake said, a million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who could be the biggest player traded at the Major League Baseball deadline? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.